You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you as always by OvertimeIreland.com. It's myself, Colin, back here again for another show and uh, really looking forward to bringing you this one. With phenomenal weather here in Ireland today, uh, well, not sure if it's all of Ireland, but certainly up here in Donegal. I've travelled home, uh, there's a nice back porch here at our house and uh, sitting out to do the podcast outside, so it's the first ever outdoor edition of the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Sitting here with uh, my dog Packer here beside me as well, so hopefully he stays quiet and tries not to make another guest appearance on the show, he's been involved a few times, but he's been quiet uh, when I'm at home usually, usually he's downstairs with a treat, but today he's uh, sitting beside me here outside, so any distractions uh, could could prove very loud, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see how we get on, see how things go. We'll be joined on the show today by Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicker Pat Murray and uh, we've had Pat on a few times, his roots here in Ireland and uh, won the Buccaneers uh, kicking job last year, had a quite successful rookie campaign for himself and we're going to talk to him after uh, OTAs to see how he feels things are lining up for the team this upcoming season so looking forward to getting him on the show in just a little moment but before that there as always thanks for taking the time to listen to the show, thanks for hitting the download button, hopefully you will hit the subscribe button as as well as always uh, give us a written or a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn whatever you listen to the show on and as always you can do it on multiple devices help boost our uh, numbers here at Overtime Ireland played again for the Donegal Derry Vipers this past weekend uh, lost a very very close game to the, the Galway Warriors in the Irish American Football Association uh, League and was a tough one to take uh, just kind of ran out of time we did force them on a tree and out late in the game and had a, a chance to march down the field to get the score but unfortunately around their 30 yard line we did run out of time and uh, another that's two games in a row with a six point uh, deficit in both games just running out of time in both of them very physical game definitely took a toll I hit the gym earlier today and must say uh, the body's still in uh, quite a bit of uh, pain from the game on Sunday and uh, but uh, hopefully I work some of the kinks out uh, work some of the, the strains out and be back uh, we're playing the same team again in three weeks down in Galway so looking forward to getting back down a good group of lads there for the Warriors so looking forward to playing them again in three weeks which will be our final game of the season but uh, I guess uh, with that there done with a little bit of talking out of the way we'll get uh, Pat Murray on to the OTI Red Zone right now The OTI Red Zone presented by OvertimeIreland.com Delighted to be joined back on the show again by a man we've had on a couple of times Irish Roots playing in the NFL uh, had a, a rookie season last season. I'm sure it's one that uh, he'll never forget. Um, started off with a, a kicking competition and ended up in the starting kicker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's Pat Murray. And uh, just seen on Twitter there, Pat, it was your uh, birthday yesterday. So uh, happy birthday and uh, hope you had a fantastic day. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, was able to get on the golf course yesterday. Shot a decent round of 89. Uh, left a few shots out there, but overall it was a pretty good day. So uh, I guess uh, I know you're playing golf, obviously, at a recreational level. Uh, did you watch any of the U.S. Open? Oh, yeah, I was glued to the TV L- Thursday on. That was uh, an unbelievable tournament. Yeah, it looked like a very tough course. Uh, I've seen a lot of the, the golfers talking about it. Uh, I play a bit of golf here in Ireland myself, and they were you know, comparing it to a Lynx course, but looked very, very, very difficult. And some of the putts, uh, you know, even on Sunday night, Dustin Johnson missed a few, but uh, the greens didn't look too easy. Yeah, I mean, I think Rory had said it. It was like putting over cauliflower or broccoli. Yeah, broccoli. I mean, <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely a course that the players weren't expecting. Definitely not what they're used to playing over here in the states. But 
credit to Jordan Spieth. He was able to keep the nerve and make the shots when he needed to. Yeah, back-to-back uh, majors for him, and uh, I guess that'll round up the uh, Overtime Ireland uh, golf segment with Pat Murray. But, uh, Pat, you, had, uh, <laughs> you wrapped up uh, last week's uh, with training camp, uh, starting off, getting back in. I'm sure it's a very different experience this year to last year, but how, first of all, did the, the camp go for you? camp was fantastic. Um, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I missed the kick, honestly. Uh, I was hitting the ball really well. My grouping was basically down the middle. Um, stretching it out to past 50 yards and even uh, hitting close to 70 yards in warm-ups and stuff like that. So feeling very, very good, kicking off well, even threw in a bit of punting in there as well. And I don't know if you saw, but I was kicking some soccer balls through some goalposts, kind of reminiscing on the GAA days of kicking 45s. Yeah, I've seen that there. Was I think it was the Bleacher reported that up and uh, retweeted it to all the, the Overtime Ireland followers. But a lot of the Americans probably wondering how you were able to use what they would call a, a soccer ball to you know to score from such a distance, put it over the bar. But uh, myself, I thought that uh, thinking back to when I did on the podcast last year, you were talking about practicing forty fives when you were over in Monaghan. So you probably thought it was quite easy, and uh, the, the Americans seemed to, to really love it. Yeah. Um you know, the the kids that were out there, they're representing the United States in the Special Olympics over in California, and they said, look, can you do it with a soccer ball? We know you can do it with a football. And for me, that's just taking a 45. That's just taking a free off the ground, just like in Clonus. And I don't think they thought I could do it as well as I could, but I've been doing that since I could walk. Yeah, and it's always great, you know, having events like that to give back to the community. So no, it was good. It seemed to get a lot of, you know, publicity, and it's always good getting your name out there for different things. But you mentioned they're kicking from over 50 yards, and uh, you had a couple of kicks last year from uh, 50 and around that there. You're looking forward to this season and improving on last year. was your first year in the NFL, and you had a fantastic year kicking. It was a, a tough year for the Bucks, but, you know, you were one of the, you know, let's call it a, a bright point on the season for them. Yeah, um, you know, obviously 2-14 and 14 is not the way you want to have any season. Um, you know, there were things that happened throughout the course of the year that we really had no control of. We just had to battle. Um, but the uh, the day is always darkest before the dawn or whatever that we're, thing is. We're going into, we're going into and, Batman uh, territory. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am wearing a Batman shirt at the moment, so that's <laughs> appropriate, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we have to overcome these things, and obviously with the first-round draft pick of Jameis Winston, obviously a very high-profile guy, a guy that's proved that he can play at the highest level, um, or is going to prove that he can play at the highest level. We have a brand-new offensive coordinator in Dirk Cutter. Yeah. Offensive coaches stay the same. Lovey Smith is in his second year. We're all a lot more used to the style of play that he expects and the way our training is going to go. So I expect big things out of the team this year, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, you just lost a couple of very close games last season and I mentioned at the start of the training camp this year versus last year and you know last year when we talked to you on the show first it was kind of at the start of training camp you were talking you mentioned you were doing some punting now and the, the camp just gone by but you were talking then about you would take any role you'd go for the punter you'd go for the kickoffs you'd go for the field goals whatever you could get a chance to do and prove what you could do but this season now you're coming in and you're looking to, to be the starting kicker from the very out the outset of it uh, what's the difference this year going into camp different sort of maybe pressure or how, how, do you, how do you focus on it this year compared to last year um, well you know you expect competition every job and I've got some competition as well this year and my mentality isn't going to change you know people have pulled me day in and day out since last season oh you know you're going into camp as a starting kicker you know just keep doing what you're doing this that and the other thing but to me, I'm always going to go in as the underdog, and that's the way I'm going to approach it. 
Yeah, it's probably the the best mentality to go because you know then have to put your best foot forward and always continue to improve, and that's what every player in the league is going to be looking to do. And you know, talking of improvement and changing, uh, change coming up this year is going to be the the PAT after it's going to be hit from a little bit further back. There was talk of teams possibly going for you know the two point rather than the the point after. But from your perspective, have you changed anything up in your routine? Uh, you know, have you been practicing more from that distance and training, or do you just think it's just going to be kind of still going to be an automatic point almost? after well no we definitely have changed up our training um with our team period now where we get together as a group uh we don't start from the two yard line anymore we're starting from the 15 yard line right. snapping it back to the 23 um and i feel very comfortable from that distance look a 33 yard field goal in the nfl you should make that no problem yeah. but it's going to give the defensive team more of an opportunity to rush now because you can return it for two points whereas last year and years prior if you'd blocked the PAT, you couldn't return it. Um, so that'll change, but I'm very confident in our line, very confident in my snapper, Andrew DePaula, very confident in my holder, Michael Kanan, and I know that we can get the job done. And you mentioned there, you know, the, the holder and uh, the snapper. Is that there still the exact same as last season for you? But a, a continuity there for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's critical that we have some continuity. Our job has to be done in under 1.3 seconds, so... If we don't know each other that well or we're not in sync, something's going to go wrong. But we know each other very well, and it just continued over into this offseason. We were perfect. I mean, yeah. that's the only way I can describe it. And as long as we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to be fine. Yeah, and obviously you're going to get a lot more practice reps in before the season starts, so all should be going good on that front. Your your quarterback is coming in there. Yet it was a tough season, so you just ended up with the first overall pick. Pick Jameis Winston coming in. New quarterback coming in. But uh, have you got a chance to... Uh, get to talk to Jameis. Does he see? What does he seem like as a teammate? You're looking forward to seeing him uh, standing behind centre for the team. Yeah, you know, from day one, Jameis has come in and he's done everything that he's needed to do. Uh, he's out there doing extra work when he has to. He's in the playbook. He's staying up late. He's doing very well in practice. I had an opportunity to meet him when he first came, and we have a mutual friend. He played baseball at Florida State, and okay. one of my best friends from high school played baseball at Florida State. So that was a nice connection there. Um, and he's just a real team guy. He keeps it light in the locker room, but when he steps onto that field, it's game time, and you know it. Yeah, he seems to be very focused, very driven. And a lot of people were talking before the draft about you know some of the situations off the field, but you know since the draft, there hasn't been any any word. He seems to be so focused on the game. Seems to be a very intelligent man. So it looks uh, like the Bucks could have a, a franchise quarterback there for the future, and at least this upcoming season, you'll be hoping to get a few W's on the board. Get you know, above 500 and maybe... People were talking about the team last year as a possible dark horse for a playoff run. Well, it's a little bit quieter now, but sometimes when the things are quiet, that's when the team just uh, storms and people will be like, where did this team come out of nowhere? So hopefully uh, good things in the in the future for the Bucks. The plans uh, now for the next few weeks, you probably have a few down weeks prior to getting back into camp. I think you have about five weeks, but I guess a guy like yourself is going to be focused on just keep continuously uh, improving your craft. Yeah, for me, I'm actually headed out to the gym uh, after this phone call um, so for me it's on a, a very similar schedule to the way we were when I was down in Florida I don't like to change too much however um, obviously with Monaghan hammering from out of the way they did now they're into the Ulster <laughs> final um, it's in the back of my mind to make a trip over to see Monaghan lift that cup in Kelowna so we'll see how that goes Oh well, uh, Pat. If you want, don't, you can save your money, Pat, because they're playing Donegal in the in the Ulster final after Donegal beat Derry this weekend. So, I uh, don't want you to get uh, too overconfident there when 
when you're you're coming up to face the the guys from the north of the country as well. A few few more miles up uh, there. I think Conor McManus, Desi Moan, Rory Beg, and a bunch of lads that have something to say about that. Yeah, I've seen as well. I've seen on your Twitter you were talking about uh, the GAA Go, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of guys stateside using that to keep up with all the, the Gaelic action. But uh, I've seen you have been following it very, very closely, and uh, a diehard Monaghan man like yourself will be looking forward to the Ulster final. Uh, I did mention Donegal beating Derry this weekend. I'm sure we have some listeners up in Derry too, and. Uh, They'll be wanting to see Donegal get knocked out, but I think it's going to be a fascinating game if Donegal face them again. Monaghan have had their number the last couple of years, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens, but I'm more looking forward to seeing what happens uh, come September uh, on the NFL field, and hopefully things will be going good for the Bucks. It's it's great to get you back on the show, and uh, you mentioned you're off to hit the gym, so uh, I'll not keep you any longer. Hopefully hopefully it all goes well, and uh, keep up wearing the good clothes. I'm a, I'm a big Batman fan, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, good man. Again, thanks for having me on the show again. This is, I mean, it's an honor to come on and talk to you and talk a bit of football, a bit of Gaelic, and even a bit of golf. Hi, I'm Delaney Walker, tight end for the Tennessee Titans, and you listen to Overtime Ireland. Thanks again to Pat for coming on the show. Really enjoyed having him on, talking about his expectations for the upcoming season and uh, how things are going for him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter, as I mentioned there. Today seems to be the the D-Day for the Tom Brady suspension appeal hearing. He'll be getting that appeal heard by Roger Goodell, of course. It's uh, hard to know what to expect. He has arrived in New York City as we record this. No uh, news has come out as to what uh, the the verdict on the appeal will be. But I I do expect uh, Tom Brady's suspension. I I think it's possible he can be suspended uh, for two games rather than the four. I've said that all along. I think it'll maybe be reduced. The Patriots obviously got hit quite hard with their... Their punishment, they got uh, you know a big fine and also deducted that uh, draft pick in the first round of next year's draft. So they did get punished quite heavily, um, very heavily in my opinion actually. And uh, I guess if we had DJ on, he would uh, say it was even more heavily and uh, he would have a lot more uh, annoyance to share about it. But in uh, my neutral opinion, I thought it was quite harsh on the, on the Patriots. And uh, you know Tom Brady, I didn't think uh, four games, you know I don't think there's enough evidence there to give him the four games. We'll see what comes out of the, the here and what Roger Goodell wants to see from Tom Brady, hear from Tom Brady maybe, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think it'll be completely quashed, but I, I think we might get a, a little bit of a reduction here and you know it might go down to two games. So we'll see what happened. Uh, a couple of different people commenting on Twitter when I asked what their thoughts were and Stevie Howlin uh, on Twitter, uh, he's the Irish Jaguar and uh, represents kind of the Jaguar nation here in Ireland. Uh, gives his thoughts quite frequently on it, and uh, he was saying that of course it'll be cut to two games because uh, the Jaguars are playing the Patriots in week three, and uh, of course what a better game for Tom Brady to come into than against the Jaguars. Well, Stevie, I'm sure you're hoping that the uh, Jaguars improve this season. Looks like they're starting uh, on a little bit of an upward curve, and this year is kind of the year that they have to start to make progress because they have been in rebuilding mode for a few years down there Gus Bradley's got his time to kind of put his stamp on the team and I think this is the year that they really need to push forward or uh, you know people start looking at possibly another regime change there and you know that's that's definitely not something the Jaguars fans want when we're talking on the subject of the Jaguars I've seen on Twitter today that Jackson Deville the uh, mascot of the Jacksonville Jaguars is possibly going to be retiring uh, this offseason so I'm sure Jaguars fans love a fun place in their heart for him I've seen he was over for the Wembley games too and provided entertainment for all the fans of that so a little bit of kind of trivia news I guess we'll call that there so I guess the Patriots fans, DJ included, are going to be waiting with a bit of breath for that information about Tom Brady's suspension. Uh, could possibly have dropped by the time you listen to this. Maybe it'll take a few days for uh, Goodell to assess all the options and decide what he's going to do. Maybe he has already decided what he's going to do even before he hears the appeal. And uh, maybe it is that two-game suspension that I've been talking about for quite some time. 
Funny story I heard during the week as well, uh, Jim Harbaugh, about Jim Harbaugh now, the, the Michigan coach for this upcoming season, left the 49ers. The 49ers, since that, have had a terrible offseason, losing a number of players, both to retirement and injury. And, uh, you know, we're looking here at Jim Harbaugh, one of the, the show's former guests, Delaney Walker, was talking about Harbaugh once uh, put on the full pads and helmet and uh, went and trained with the 49ers as a, as a quarterback, a backup quarterback at the time. And, uh, it just shows uh, Jim Harbaugh he's a, he's, a, he's a bit on the crazy side but I suppose that's another reason why the, the 49ers players and that grew so fond of him uh, in the first few years that he was there I know maybe it got a little bit tiring towards the end of it some of the players might have not had uh, you know as much time for him but you know there's no doubt he turned that franchise around from they had a, a kind of a tough spell there for about 10 years and he really pushed the team back got them really really focused and a very very funny story there for Delaney to share uh, with the media I'm sure there's a couple other ones like that around off uh, Jim Harbaugh but he's back in the college game for the upcoming season player that I've listened to the NFL's uh, Around the League podcast a few times uh, we've had a few of them on the show as well and uh, I've heard them talking about you know the, the kind of the, the click rate that they get when they put up an article uh, about Terrell Pryor I know Tim Tebow always gets uh, the media's attention but Terrell Pryor for a player who hasn't done a lot on the NFL field uh, as a quarterback, uh, changing position now to wide receiver, got claimed by the Cleveland Browns. But any story that seems to go up on their website, they reckon about Terrell Pryor seems to really hit the, the kind of top numbers there. Very interesting to hear that. But Pryor uh, had a big game against the Steelers uh, last year, or was it maybe two years ago against the Oakland Raiders? Had the longest quarterback rush for a touchdown in NFL history in that one. And, you know, he has phenomenal athletic ability, but it just didn't uh, work for him as a quarterback. Uh, you know, Tim Tebow's been often talked about as possibly changing position to maybe a a fallback or a you know a tight end but Terrell Pryor switching to wide receiver the Cleveland Browns wide receiver core is very depleted so he was released by the Bengals and uh, he's going to be getting an opportunity now with the Cleveland Browns and uh, their wide receiver core we'll see we'll see how that goes for him for the rest of the offseason it's going to be one uh, I'll be shocked to be honest if he, he makes a roster at that position just switching now but you know we've seen changes before and uh, maybe maybe this is another successful change we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens on that one Obviously now we have kind of a five, six week gap kind of between those uh, training activities that took place over kind of the last three or four weeks and when we really kick into the action, getting ready for pre-season with the organised team activities. So I know we have some players uh, doing holdouts like uh, Des Bryant, but he was at training last week. But, you know, guys like Demarius Thomas who didn't suit up and we'll see what they do. It'll be really interesting to see if any of them do hold out um, for that big big contract rather than the franchise tag when organised team activities uh, start because that there's the time of the year where if you're missing training sessions that you're going to be docked big 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 dollars out of your paycheck and uh, let's see if any of the players are willing to let that happen and really with that I guess there's uh, not a whole lot more to talk about on this week's show there is uh, Packer getting involved just as we end up the show saying uh, hello to all off the Overtime Ireland listeners. Hopefully he'll quieten down now for the just the final few moments of the show. Thanks for listening to the show as always. Do give us a rating or a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on. If it is your first time listening, hit that subscribe button and continue please to spread the word through social media. Tell your friends uh, if you're at the water cooler or whatever it is. Let them know about the show and uh, let's keep this thing growing and really, really uh, enjoy bringing the show to you each and every week. Hopefully now for the next few weeks we'll fill it up with guests uh, there mightn't be as much news to talk about as we know it is quiet hopefully the players will keep their noses out of trouble uh, hopefully we'll have a, a low number of arrests because I can guarantee you there's a couple of them coming around the corner but uh, until I'm back next week with another show another guest and uh, hopefully another uh, outdoor podcast of this first ever outdoor one has gone uh, quite well I think uh, really enjoyed it nice nice sunshine so until then uh, until I'm back with the next show uh, have a good one 
Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.